I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in. And we are back. This is the Fat Packs Podcast on the Becker Podcast anymore. I am your host, Eric Norton. And uh, hey, Paul. Sadu. Sadu. What's going on, brother? Man, it has been a long time, dude. It's been a while since Dude, how long has it been, man? It's like been a, like six or seven months. Dude, that's way too long. It's been a long time. That's, I ate a lot of meals between now and then. We surely... Hey, <laughs> I didn't... Hey, t- when was the last time you ate at Wild Wings? Honestly? Yeah. Last week. Get out of here. Seriously. What? Because we were... So Stacy's still there? Yeah, Stacy's oh, still right, there. Nice, nice. So nice. We, were, we, were, uh, we were driving... And, yeah. and um, Bible was like, man, I want wings. I'm like, all right. No. So Matt I, got you there. I took him over there. Like I hadn't been there. Hey, since dur- hey you left. The, the, I'm just gonna say one thing. The Bible showing you the way. That's all. Yeah. That's all. That's all. I'm, I'm gonna leave it like that. The Bible. The there Bible showed me the way. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> awesome. It feels so good to have Paul back back, uh, back in the saddle. Heck yeah, dude. He's not gonna be here the whole show because he's got a, He's he's set up doing his thing. I am set up. I am, dude. And how's the shop going? Awesome, man. Yeah. I wanted to come by and talk to you at the National, but I couldn't even breathe, dude. It yeah. was so busy, man. So phenomenal. It's just n- unbelievable, dude. So Yeah, it's been unbelievable. The first time so. that we did this show from the National, yeah. you, we were together uh, oh, yeah, in yeah, Chicago. Yeah. Right. And it was, you know, we had a senator come by. and Oh, uh, dude. Evan Mathis was there. Yep. And, uh, and, uh, dude, we met Kenny Babe Ray. Ruth's granddaughter, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was, was granddaughter. Yeah, 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 dude, it was awesome. It was lots of fun. What was that product she had? Forget it was now. it was a guy. It was a licorice a licorice gum. Oh, I got you. Yeah. That's right. That's right. But like, so I told everybody going into it that like Chicago is is a different beast than than Cleveland. Absolutely. Because it's, it's a it's like it's so packed. It's nut to butt. But what I loved about it this year was that like there was room to breathe. Like you couldn't. Oh right, right, right. It, yeah, but and they had more dealers there than they yeah. ever had. I think it's because they opened up that back room or something. Something they, like expanded a little bit or something. Yeah. I haven't lost any weight, so that didn't help the situation at all. So. I, I looked at my steps uh, the five days I was there. I, I walked. wait, wait, wait. You count steps now? Yeah, you know, dude, I, I got to man. What's wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I walked like twenty three miles or something. Like that. Wow, it was, it was dude. crazy. That so. is crazy. At least you didn't ride your scooter. I, oh man, what's up with Chris's scooter? I wonder if that thing ever got found. I don't know. I don't know, no, no. dude. That's funny. All right, so the shop's going good. Uh, yeah, man, definitely, you, dude. You had to move, like just I did, on the man, other It was kind of crazy. Yeah. So, the county, or I don't know, state, somebody, whoever. I don't understand politics and legalities <laughs> and stuff and whatever. But they had to take twenty six feet of the building down to to put a machine to the back to be able to fix a bridge that's like a hundred years old. <laughs> So by doing that, I went from an 1,100 square foot shop to a 400 square foot shop. Oh yeah, and it's so yeah. It's noticeable. It is very noticeable. Now the air condition stayed the same, so that's good. That's I a, do have AC, so that's that's the best part. That's a positive. That's a positive uh, in, Texas, in the Texas, especially seat. now. The, also, it doesn't smell like barbecue anymore. Thank goodness, it does not smell like barbecue, and nobody comes looking for the barbecue store anymore. <laughs> that so, whole part of the building is just gone. Is gone. That's is, all right. It is very gone. Now so. you're also breaking. Like I do. Like we've talked about it a little bit, but I, I, you're breaking. I'm like is, legit now, dude. Yeah, you're all. Like, I'm all grown up and stuff. I don't know like, who you are. Anymore. I know you don't, man. It's amazing. It's ridiculous. It is. <laughs> but like, so coming into like, we we said that we, you and I have said this tons on this show, right? And I'll say it again. There's a million and one breakers out there. A million and one. You know? A so million and one. what are you doing to find your find your place? Dude, well, first of all, I mean, I'm not breaking, like, every night. So I'm doing a couple nights a week, probably three, four cases, you know, try to do one of every every product that comes out. The key for me has just been the community. 
So yeah. like I've got great regular customers that come in. Um, I built about fifteen to twenty of them. Like they even had a lot of them even have their own little box in the back of the in the in the store. Sure, you know they put their stuff in and whatever. Um, and that's been the that's been the unique thing about it is because we all just kind of rally around each other. We just have it's just a good time. You know, some some of the guys come up and watch the breaks. Yeah, they hang out. I'm going to start doing some live breaks there um, with a bunch of the guys. So, so I mean, it's just been it's just been fun. You know, I'm not trying to take it to the next level yet. You know, I'm I'm, I'm comfortable in my zone. Right. You know, between running that and the Facebook auctions and and just running the shop and sure. doing shows. So. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like that commercial. I'm just staying in my lane, bro. You got to stay in your lane, bro. <laughs> you got to do that. And like, so this is, again, I mean, there's a million and one breakers. You're doing a great job. I watch you. So, you know, I, I'm, I know what I'm sounding like. I'm tooting your own horn. I have a little bit of a bias. I understand Well, I had that. a lot of practice warming up to it. Because, yeah. like, with us doing the podcast, I'm basically talking to myself again. Sure. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> what did no, you say? That's the hardest. Yeah, exactly. That's the hardest part, though, is, like, when you ha- when. You're sitting there for like an hour, and you're right. talking to yourself about that, cards. Yeah, that's what I was gonna so, get. Like, th- like thank, thank God I like cards. <laughs> where, where does the content come? Because you guys are just like, not every breaker is just constantly cha 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 cha. Right, right, right. And you know, like, you, I would, knowing me, and I, mean, I like cards, and it's fun. But I would just go off in other directions. <laughs> no, I think it's just the kid in me, man. It comes out. You're opening a pack of cards. Like what? When you're in this hobby, business, industry, whatever, what better feeling is there when you're opening a pack of cards? Sure. I'm not opening it for myself. Right. But it's nice to be able to get the comments when you hit that $100 card, that $300 card, even that $50 card, and somebody's, like, super pumped. Like, I hit one card, dude. I hit one card. The break was over at 9.45 p.m. The dude was knocking on my door. Hey, what's up, Derek? At 10.05, like, hey, man, can I get my card? Oh, my goodness. Well, I hit a, hit a trout one-of-one. Oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big thing. trout yeah. one-of-one auto thing. So, that's yeah. A big thing. But I'm just saying, like, how cool is that, though? You know what I'm saying? Like, all, it's all these breakers, and, and I'm not saying bad, but they're on this plateau. Like, nobody knows who they are or sure. whatever. Like, right, I feel right. like I know all the people that are in my group. and It know, really helps. Cool. Like, you, you made mention of it earlier, but you really do have a – like, there's a guy standing right now in front of our table. There is. That – and he, I'm scared of him. That he breaks, he breaks with you, and he comes to your shop. I think he's your bodyguard. He I'm is. Not, he not, is my bodyguard. Yeah, I, they they call me Gary V. Large. Gary I just v. walk Large. around with my my bodyguard. So, so but it's really, up, Gary? it's really cool that you have a community that's Yo, right dude, there. It's, it's so awesome, man. It really is. So, um, we're just a bunch of degenerates opening cards, basically. Sure. So, well, what's it like working with your dad? Oh, dude, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it has its days, you know, just like working with any family member. But um, but it's fun, man. He, you know, he's got a nickname now. Everybody calls him Pops. Sure. So they all miss him. He hasn't been staying late at night for the breaks anymore. So they're like, "Where's Pops at?" You know. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, no, he he embraced it. He actually, I've I've heard him now like a half dozen times be like, "Oh, hey, you know, somebody introduced, hey, I'm Brandon or whatever." He's like, "Hey, I'm Pops." Sure. Like, that's his name now. <laughs> so like, he's even embraced it. So that's been cool. He's over there right now wearing his T-shirt, worth collecting T-shirt with this collared shirt underneath of it. He looks a little funny. He I'm does not, look a little funny, but I wasn't going to say I gotta anything. love the support though. But you know, he's my biggest fan. The, I guess the man is retired, so if he wants to wear a muumu, let it happen. You know, just actually, he should let me wear the muumu probably. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, nah, dude, it's good. And like, in my group though, it's been fun. Then like we. Uh, I don't know if this is what separates me or helps to keep going, but we have a lot of nicknames for people. Sure. So, and a lot of them actually came from who listened from this show, right? Yeah, which know, is awesome. You know, I know Donnie. I'm gonna give Donnie a shout out. Yeah, Donnie, man, cold beer, Donnie. Cold that's beer, Donnie. That's just hilarious, Donnie. dude. So, like, his wife thinks it's awesome too. So that's funny. <laughs> She's a lovely woman, by the way. I got to meet them. Yeah. At the national, that was awesome. I, and um, when she came by, Donnie, I was like. Like Donna, you you out kicked your coverage here. I don't know what you're Dude, doing. Dude, well, what? Well, you know you know what she does, right? She yeah, does flowers and yeah, stuff, right? And I said, do you have an eye for beauty, right? She goes, well, well, yeah. And then I looked at Donnie. And I said, what <laughs> happened? And she said, uh, she said something like it was just a bad night. 
That's funny. Yeah, things are just falling all over the things place here at the show. Falling dude, this down. show is like ginormous, dude. This is like the largest show in Dallas in like 20 years, right? Yeah, it's huge, man. It's awesome. It's it's that's uh that's just cuz we're here. Probably. They had to, <laughs> they had to get a big enough building for us to get in here. Yeah, but no joke, man. They got ESPN Radio in here. They do. Man, uh, this is cool. Is the fan coming too? I don't think so. I oh, don't Oh, okay. But we're here. That's cool. that's all that so matters. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. So I also want to make mention of something else that people might not know you do, but some of them might know you do. Is that you have a nice little auction page on Facebook. I do. And like tell me about this. About the auction group? Yeah. Yeah, so 24-7 auctions, and it it's almost to its name. Sure. There's almost everything. Oh, there's always something going on 24-7. Man, it's loud in here. It got really loud. Uh, we're going wait for the announcement to stop. Yeah. They're not. They're, ESPN <laughs> is broadcasting live yeah, now. They so are, They are live, so, so that's going to be a little we're interesting. We're going to keep it right here. So Yeah, I'll put it right, right here. Um, no, so the auction group, man, it's just awesome, too. Like, So basically, um, Thursday to Thursday, 8 Central, we run about 200 auctions or so. Sure. Um, it's all we all sports. It's a little Mandan sports in there. Some packs, graded cards, whatever. Um, and it's just been going well, man. I've been doing that now for a couple of years. Right. And um, it's just it's awesome. Again, it's a lot of community. Right. I got to know a lot of the guys, and I met them at different shows and stuff. And and I think that's just part of it, man. It's just the getting to know these guys. And I think Facebook is a unique opportunity to be able to do that. Right. More so than like eBay. eBay's so impersonal. You know, I don't know who you are. Right. But um, but Facebook's been good. So the auction, it's awesome. Eight, it goes uh, Thursday night, eight p.m. Central time. It ends, um, and it's twenty four seven auction. So so a reason I brought that up is I wouldn't normally do that with just anybody, but I know you. Obviously, we're we're really good friends. Right. 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 And um, are we? I think so. Okay. Okay. All right. That's cool. Just checking. <laughs> I think so. So, but you know, we're good friends. You've been running that for three years, and. I just want to get, I want to point people there, okay. To like, absolutely. You know, you know what you're doing. It, it's a it's a closed group, so you can find it. But, yes. You know. Yes. It's, so just it's a, Facebook friend me if you yeah. guys are interested at all. It's another so. way to it's another way another revenue revenue stream for a guy who who once worked at Beckett and now is out here changing the card world one one segment just at a time. Just hustle, baby. <laughs> Awesome. Who <laughs> still can't sing, but that's can't all right. Can't sing. All right, I'm going to cut this short because... You're going to cut it short? Man, he, do we get to talk about animals or something? You want to talk about animals? No, I, don't, I, don't, I don't got no stories, but it would be kind of funny to talk about an animal. Though. Animal stories. <laughs> so for, the, for you, those of you who don't get that reference, Paul and I used to do... Uh, uh, what was it called? Animal, oh, man. What was that Animal called? Kingdom. Animal, is it Animal Kingdom yeah, or was it, it was, I don't know. We talked about that, the guy that like got out of his car to like kill the snake in front of him yeah. and then got bit and had yeah. to go to like... Yeah, yeah it was... It and was the, animal and the coyotes kingdom. running wild in Dallas and stuff. Right, it yeah, was, was Animal Kingdom, and right, uh, the, that that was a, a a different time. It was a different I, time. I haven't watched the news lately, so I don't know if there's any animal stories. Uh, maybe there probably is somewhere in there. Actually, I, I do I do know you, one. You do know one? It's about a week or so old, maybe two. But it was in Colorado Springs. Okay. And uh, there was a parade. Okay. And a steer got steer lo- a steer. Well, I haven't heard that word in a while. Got lo- a longhorn steer. Okay. Got loose and ran through the crowd, in, like, into a bank lobby, in, kicking everything. Dude, that's a, that's. Did he get some money? I, that's, <laughs> actually, one more story. All right, one more story, hey, well, dude. I'm. I, I saw this on the news last night. Yeah. It was up in Canada. I think it was in Banff, Banff, Canada. Okay. Hey. A freaking wolf. Shout out to Canada, by the way. I still yeah. love you guys. A freaking wolf. Yeah. Went into a family's tent and drug, drug out the 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 husband of the family. Okay. Now, he was he was protecting his family. Right. But this wolf went into the tent, drug out the husband of the family, and like was 
starting to maul him. Wow. Yeah, so I wonder what the wife paid for that. I, really? I wonder if it was $97. Don't, uh, 99 right? Was it 99 or 97? 97. Shout out to Pops. Uh, but so there's two stories from the Animal Kingdom. That's awesome, man. Don't, I like it. Don't camp in Banff. Yeah, don't, don't. Absolutely not. And, and the steers in Colorado steer, think it's Mexico. Yeah, so, it's, it's crazy. It's awesome. All right. Uh, thanks, Paul, for joining me, man. I really appreciate it. What'd you say? I can't hear you. I said thank you <laughs> for joining me. No, nah, dude, it was awesome, man. So we can't can't make it too long the next time. Yeah, no, yeah. Next time. When, I, when I come back down, we'll uh, we'll hop on here in a couple months. Sounds good. Go right, sell cool. something, okay? All right, I will. I'm gonna try to. Hang tight. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hey, this is Kyle Farmer with the Los Angeles Dodgers, and you're listening to Fat Packs. Hey, guys. Thanks for hanging out after that quick break here. Um, obviously, that was that opening segment was live from the uh, Dallas Card Show that happened just this previous weekend. Got a lot of content from that to get out, but uh, also wanted to jump in here back in the studio and uh, give, my, give my quick thoughts on, on the card show. Also talk about new products, new pricing, and then give a quick shout out as well as we set up the rest of the show. Uh, first, thanks to Paul for jumping over from his booth and uh, and uh, recording an episode, uh, a segment with me. I really appreciate that, Paul. You you are welcome here every time uh, you want to come on, and you know that. So thank you, Paul, for that. I really appreciate it. All right, let's get into uh, new products, new pricing. New pricing for you. We have 2018-19. Upper Deck Chronology is now priced for you in your price guide. Uh, 2008, I'm sorry, 2019, 2020 Upper Deck MVP is now priced for you in your price guide. Also, 2019 Topps Chrome Baseball is now priced for you in your online price guide as well. Want to give a quick shout out uh, to all of our sponsors before we get to new products. Um, man, just a great list of guys here. Badger Breaks over at badgerbreaks.com. Dynasty Breaks at DynastyBreaks.com. Grand Slam Collectibles, Nate doing big things up there. Pastime Marketplace, AIAB Card Breaks uh, bring you all of our phone guests, uh, which you will hear my man Brent from Australia on later on today. And, of course, Super 7, thank you so much for being a part of the show. I really appreciate you guys uh, hopping on board here the Fat Packs and uh, uh, being a part of the team here. It's really great of you to do that. All right, uh, new pro- new products, man. It's it's a big day in the hobby. New or new, big week, rather. Five new products this week. 2018-19 UD Ultimate Collection Hockey is out. 20,000, 20, I'm sorry, wow, why can't I talk? 2019 Panini Chronicles Baseball is out. 2019 Panini Origins Football is out. 2019 Topps Archive Baseball is out. And finally, the big one that I absolutely love is 2019 Panini National Treasures Collegiate Football love the national treasures collegiate stuff i love immaculate collegiate i love all the collegiate products i'm a big fan of those so all of that is out this week want to make sure that uh you're picking up what you can if you get if you get some of that uh national treasures collegiate uh please let me know what you hit man post them up on social media tag us use hashtag fat packs and we will make sure to retweet that for you so we can all celebrate your successes together um also cool this week we had uh, we had <laughs> MM7 sports cards in the in the office with us and we were breaking 1993 SP baseball. Uh, it was a lot of fun. They had three boxes. We broke we broke one on one live on camera. So you can go check that out over on our Facebook live page or over at face back at Facebook and uh, just check the video there. It's a lot of fun. I also uh, reposted it to my personal page 
and to the Fat Packs page as well, so you can uh, check it out at any one of those places. I'm sure there'll be a story about it later in the, later in the week. I think there was f- there was four or five total Derek Jeter's pulled from all the boxes. The one that we broke live, there was one. It's an absolute uh, beauty of a card. What a fun product to break. I've never been able to do that, so having them come down and uh, being a part of the show and, and wanting to break that on air, that was, that was cool. So thank you to them for doing that, and it's just a... A tribute to the hobby right now. You know, it's, it's a lot of fun, a lot of give, uh, a lot of good things going on. Uh, I know a lot of you don't want to talk about that, but there are some good things going on, and uh, it's it's a strong market right now. So thank you to them for that. Also wanted to give a quick shout out to my man Knox. What's up, Knox? I know you're listening to it. Uh, thanks for coming out uh, to the to the Dallas Card Show and meeting me and saying hello. And it was it was fun to visit with you for a minute. I really appreciate that. I look forward to seeing you at uh, future card shows here in the Dallas area and hopefully maybe at the national someday. So Knox, thank you very much for uh, stopping by saying hello, taking a picture with me. Uh, it was, it was a great, it's a great fun to meet you, man. And I really appreciate it. Love it. When kids are involved with the hobby, Knox is nine, I believe. And he's, he's a big hobby guy. So that's awesome. He's just new to the hobby world. So check him out on Twitter. I don't want to give his Twitter name out. Cause I don't want a bunch of, I don't want a bunch of stuff coming his way, but um, if you, if you find him on Twitter, which, which you will, you can, you, you'll find him, uh, just tell him that the fat pack sent you. And that was really cool of, uh, him to stop by and say hello. All right. Let me set up the rest of the show for you. Uh, I got <laughs> Dr. Jim Beckett. This is an interview that was literally four years in the making. Like it took four years to get this 10 minutes and I was more than happy with that. It was so great to sit down with Jim, uh, and, and talk about the hobby and uh, our conversation was actually longer than 10 minutes, but uh, we recorded 10 minutes of it to put on the podcast. What a super great guy. He is, a, it, in my line of work, in the company that I work in, it, it doesn't get better than the namesake. And he is, uh, more than anything else, he's a really nice gentleman. And I, that's, I, want, I want to push that through and make you, help you understand that. I'm sure you, I'm sure you could guess that as well. And then uh, on the other end of that, we're going to come back with my man, uh, Brent Scotchmer. Scotchmer. Uh, he's from Australia. This is my first ever uh, international call-in interview from, from like, overseas. We've done plenty in Canada. But this guy, Brent is in uh, Australia, and we had to work out the hours, but we got it done. And we have a giveaway for you coming soon. So uh, he Or he has a giveaway coming for you soon, so don't miss that. And uh, we'll we'll facilitate facilitate all that. But until then, enjoy the interview, man. He's he's worked on some great products, and uh, he's here to tell you about that and his new, his new product out. So you don't want to miss that. All right. Again, thank you to Paul, Doctor Beckett, Brent for all joining me this week. Let's come back on the other side of this break and enjoy the doctor himself. Hang tight, and we'll be right back. Hey, this is the Wrestling Pastor, and you are listening to the Fat Packs Podcast. We are moving right along here from the Dallas Card Show. I am absolutely blessed and thrilled to have my next guest on with me. Uh, this is Dr. Jim Beckett, who I found searching the dollar box. So, <laughs> how are you doing, sir? It's actually worse than that, Eric. I was uh, digging through the quarter box. <laughs> quarter box. Awesome. <laughs> I'm working my way up to the dollar box. I found out if you look at the dollar boxes first, then you go to the quarter boxes, it just it, it messes with you. It's better to kind of work your way up the ladder. But this is a, this is the biggest show that's been in Dallas for a while. So hats off to Kyle, 
uh, for uh, bringing in a strong roster yeah. of dealers. And when there's competition among the dealers, then uh, there's uh, plenty of stuff to look at for everybody. And Absolutely. I, I generally walk the whole floor, but you know, I'd rather go home with a box of cards than a single card. So sure. I, I enjoy looking at cards. Now you've, you've lived in the area long enough that you have a really good feel for the ebbs and flow of the card show world here in Dallas. Uh, is it, has it been any better? Like right now it feels really strong. Uh, the industry is strong, yeah. yeah. And so this, I think this show is, a, is a, an outgrowth of that. Mm -hmm. that if, the, if it's really strong now, it's time to strike and try to do a bigger show here mm -hmm. and see if we can get Dallas on the regional or national show calendar. Uh, again, coming to, uh, coming to Dallas in August, right. uh, it's, this is a very nice, those are the nicest bathrooms of any card show I've ever been to right. that are here because it's a brand new convention center. It's a reasonably, uh, uh, again, it's a nice part of town. And so uh, all systems are go. Absolutely. Now I want to talk about the history of Beckett, if you don't mind. Sure. What made you look at the market and say, we need a price guide? Well, you have to go back into the 70s. You know, I was I was here, I left here in Dallas. I was here till 75 because I was at SMU from 67 to 75. And Gervis and I, Gervis Ford and I, my, my close friend uh, and kind of partner in when we had the store and we did some shows together. Mm -hmm. we, we created the first collecting association here. Uh, very early on, just no one knew what the cards were worth. Mm -hmm. And so in 1976, I announced through SCD and the, the publications of the day that I was going to do a price survey to see, you know, I knew I'd been, a, you know, been on the, the show circuit sure. at that time. And so I knew a lot, I knew pretty much all the key dealers. And so I got uh, survey feedback on what cards were selling, what they were really selling for. Right. And published that in 77 and 78. And then in 79, I came out with the first price guide book length treatment that right. did every card in every, not every, every set. Uh, that came later, but uh, in, in a lot of the key sets. And then uh, the magazine started in 84. 84, that first one had Roberto Clemente on the cover Absolutely. of that card. Yep. Why, why, why Roberto? He was my favorite player. <laughs> I, I lived in Pittsburgh for a while. Okay. And so that was, uh, th those were some of my formative years when my dad took me to the ballpark. We'd, sit in right field or, or close to it and, and he was just uh, larger than life actually he wasn't larger than life he was he was he was smaller than me he weighed <laughs> less and was shorter than me but somehow i didn't get his arm or his bat <laughs> uh, but i wanted to play center field for the pirates when i was growing up and i, I didn't <laughs> i didn't come very close but i love baseball I love all sports, right. but uh, baseball was my first love. Um, it, it, and Clemente was my first uh, player that I really thought was amazing. So were you, do you remember the Mazeroski home run? No, yeah, yeah, I remember exactly where I was. Really? I know exactly where Share I was. the story, where were you? I was uh, a block away from my house listening to a, a transistor radio with an wow. earpiece. Wow. Yeah, I That's... was heading home. That's incredible. All right, so in 84 is that, that first cover, and then... And you just freak out. Yeah. You just can't even believe it. <laughs> That's crazy. But there, there weren't that many TVs on in those days. I, said, I guess I know we had a TV, but... Well, how important was it for you to have, like, a, a really good team around you as, that, as the first magazines were coming out? And because I've heard stories about how tight-knit the Beckett group was. Yeah. Like, how important that was that to you? 
Well, I was uh, very successful as the Lone Ranger. Mm -hmm. And then I found out what real success was when I started uh, not being the Lone Ranger and, and bringing in some other uh, very talented help sure. and, and teammates. And then the success was just exponential. Mm -hmm. But I, was, I thought I was doing fine. Sure. When I was just doing, uh, I was doing the annual price guides, uh, and the first few magazines was pretty much just me, but it quickly got more than that, and I was again, like I said, very blessed to add quality teammates who had uh, character and competency, and it was it made it fun just uh, working together because it was we we had a tiger by the tail. Things yeah. were growing. And going, and uh, and everybody pitched in, and and uh, they didn't say that's not my job. They said work needed to be done. So we helped each other, and it it we had a real family spirit back in the day. Absolutely, and I, I'm assuming, but you have to be proud of the, of the legacy your name carries in, in the hobby. I mean, no, I'm not proud. Of course, <laughs> not. of course not. But that has so much to do with, uh, like, yes. like you're such a. If they called me the godfather of podcasting, yeah. you're you're like the godfather of the hobby. Everybody says, "Well, what, what does Jim Beckett think?" Well, like, is that hard on you? Is that hard on anymore? But but uh, I I I'm sure I tried to set a tone, but it's a it's a multifaceted industry. Mm -hmm. You've got uh, collectors and dealers. They're not at odds with each other, but they're you know there's buyers and sellers, and and we were the intermediary. Mm -hmm. So we we. Uh, large part tried to not be starting wars or anything trying right. to be peacemakers right and most of the people that we had uh, on our team were of that uh, of that philosophy because awesome. otherwise it would have been it could have been very tense yeah because really there, there are a lot of money riding on things and so we had to, we, we really had a lot of strict policies about conflict of interest mm -hmm. and, and uh, again, people weren't going to come join that team if, if they didn't want to abide by that. Absolutely. And so generally, I mean, 99.9% .9 of the time, it was, it was wonderful. You've done a lot of things great. You've had a lot of great success. Is there anything that you wish that you would have done differently in, in the hobby or with the magazine? Uh, probably not. I mean, there was a big controversy in the beginning about whether we take ads or not. Okay. And the conventional wisdom is, of course you take ads, you're a magazine. Uh, the other uh, uh, point, uh, you know, fork in the road is when football, basketball, and hockey, but especially football, was emerging mm -hmm. as something that could, the, the, of a, the cards were really in 88, 89, and whether or not that would be added into the baseball magazine. Mm. or whether it would start its own. And almost everybody said, you've got to add it in. You can't do a separate magazine. Ah. It won't, it, the, the, the football's not strong enough to have its own magazine. And besides, everybody collects baseball and football. Sure. And I said, I don't think so. Mm. And so I was the one that, that uh, swam against the current. So how did, how did you guys pick Bo Jackson for that first cover, though, for the, for the football? I mean, obviously, well, I mean, that, that, that makes that, a lot of sense. Based on what I just said, yeah. it makes me sound like I was straddling and uh, <laughs> picking a baseball and football. <laughs> but uh, he was iconic. Oh, of course. He was iconic. So it, it, it wasn't difficult. He actually, I'm not sure he wasn't a better baseball player than a football player. I mean, he was, he was amazing. If he'd really concentrated on one as opposed to the other, I don't know what would have happened. But, Absolutely. Uh, but... Uh, 
so yeah, so him him with football uh, was not uh, was, was was turns out to be <laughs> in hindsight was an excellent choice. Absolutely, um, I I told you ten minutes. I want to keep keep you to my word, but uh, keep, go ahead. I know you have a new podcast. It's a fun listen. Uh, please tell my listeners where they can uh, what it's called, where they can find it. I'm sure. If it is a fun podcast, it's the second most fun podcast. <laughs> it's definitely not first because you you hold that title, Eric. But and my goal is not to have fun. Uh, my goal is for me to have fun, mm-hmm. and I think along the way some listeners. But it's it's episodic. It's not serialized. So if you in a twelve to fifteen minute podcast, you can you, you just deal with the topic, and sure. people can say that sounds interesting or it doesn't. But it's it's wherever podcasts are found. I, I I'm. My, my, my podcast hosting service is Podbean, so I have a, uh, it's beckettinsights.podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com. It has this rudimentary website where you can go and, and uh, kind of stream the episodes. But it's on Stitcher and, and uh, Google Play and Apple Podcasts, Downcast, Overcast, every other <laughs> cast there is there. Awesome. Uh, as, as you are, if people want to find you, they... Can they find you through Eric Norton, or they find you through Fat Packs? Uh, the, actually, I was just showing another gentleman this. If you just Google Fat Packs podcast, it'll come up everything. Just well, Google. you'll be top of the list, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. What about your name? Uh, I don't know. I've never Googled myself. Because so. I'm just saying, you, you, you know, again, just to compliment you. I mean, you, you have a brand. You have a brand, and uh, so. And I have a brand, so but I chose to move those together and kind of put my name into it to help people find it. You, you, because I'm telling some stories with friends and right. old friends and new friends. You, you do an excellent job. I really enjoy it. I'm so. still enjoying it. Awesome. All right, guys, uh, thanks so much, Jim. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank it's, you, Eric. It was a real pleasure and honor to have you here. Guys, hang tight, and we'll be right back. This is Dan Pashman from the Sporkful Food Podcast, and you're listening to The Fat Packs. Sure. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out after that quick break. Uh, excited to bring my next guest to you uh, all the way from Australia. I'm not going to insult him by doing a uh, horrible Australian accent, but this is Brent Scotchmer, a uh, very well-known uh, sketch artist in, in the hobby, and he's got something real special that he's put together that we want to tell you about. But before we get into that, Brent, how are you doing, man? How, how, how's, uh, how's it? It's early evening, almost late evening over there. How are you doing over there? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, it's uh, it's almost 10 p.m. Uh, over here. Um, I'm 13 hours ahead of you, so yeah, it's it's night time. And look, I'll, do you want to have a go at doing an Australian? Do you want to have a go at something that you know that's Australian? Do you want to do you want to have a try? Like the the best I got is Vegemite, mate, and that's that's all I got, man. I'm sorry. Vegemite, mate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like. <laughs> Growing, growing, growing up here, I don't, I don't know how you guys feel about it in Australia, but growing up here, Crocodile Dundee was a huge, huge thing. But uh, I, I don't know, yeah. you guys, are you guys cool with the uh, the Crocodile Dundee over in Australia? Oh, it's. I think it's one of those. It's almost. I think it was almost a tourism, a tourism ad made for uh, Americans, you know, to to learn a little bit about Australia. But it's um, not a very good representation. We're very normal. We're very much like most cities in america just uh you know less guns and 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 stuff like that but otherwise if we're we're all the same we're all the same we still get you know if i want to find dr pepper it's it's harder than finding dr pepper over there but i can find it here and most other things so um 
Yeah, I, I get asked that sometimes. You know, can do we eat kangaroos? I mean, I can get kangaroo if you want to eat it, but you know, we don't eat it every night. Um, so it's it's kind of the same. It's kind of the same. So can I can I share an Australian story with you before we get started on on this amazing part? So um, a few years ago, I was flying back from Toronto. From the, from the Sports Card Expo in Toronto, which is coming up in November, by the way, everybody listening. If you want to head up to Toronto, uh, November 15th, 16th, 17th, you can come hang out with me and look at some great hockey cards. But uh, So I'm flying back from Toronto, and it's snowing, and I, which is okay. I, I'm, I live in Texas. We're not getting a lot of snow here, but I've seen snow. I've lived in other places we've, where we've had snow. It's not a big deal to me. Sitting next to me on the mm-hmm. I'm, sitting next to me on the plane are are two of the most beautiful Australian women I've ever seen in my life. They are absolutely stunningly gorgeous, and they're they're a little mm-hmm. they're a little afraid because uh, the ice on the wings uh, the has started to form. So uh, the air the air crew maintenance uh, they're they're de icing the plane, and she said right. <laughs> she said uh, one of them said, uh, "What are they doing?" I said, well, man, they got to de-ice the plane so we can take off and land, you know, so everything will be okay. And she said, really? I said, yeah. She said, why? I said, you know, so we don't die. She goes, that's crazy. All we do in in Australia is make sure there's no kangaroos on the runway. And I was like, good grief. Like, I was dying laughing. And then very quietly, under her breath, the lady sitting next to her, she just kind of whispered, the dingo ate my baby. And then (laughs) we had a great flight after that. It was awesome. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, I think they were were definitely playing to – Playing to playing to your lack of knowledge of Australia, there. I don't think that there are kangaroos on runways here. LA airports are, unless they're from way way out in the in the bush somewhere. But you know, what would they? What business do they have being in you know Toronto or or if uh, if they're from the outback? Um, I just did that myself. I was just in Canada over Christmas and uh, and New Year's, and I'm glad I didn't see anyone de-icing the plane because I would have had. <laughs> the exact same response i would have said what is going on and if somebody said well we need to do this because you know yeah. we want to make it home alive <laughs> i would i would totally freak out that's yeah. crazy all right let's let's it's like you know in that that time of year it's like 110 degrees in australia so it just sort of that's pretty foreign you know pretty foreign to see snow water right. ice, or anything like that right Let's get into your collecting, your hobby background. You've been, uh, you, you sent me a little message here, a little little bio about yourself, and I'm glad you did that. You were born in 1983, and you said uh, early age you were an NBA collector. How does one get into the NBA living in Australia? Well, that's the weird thing is it was just around. Um, for some reason, um, NBA was big. It was basketball was big in Australia as well. We have you have the NBA, we have the NBL, the National Basketball League. Mm-hmm. Um, that was big, uh, and so they had their own trading cards. And then I don't really know how, but NBA cards were huge here. Look, not football, not baseball, not really any other American sports, but NBA basketball was absolutely giant here. And so myself and anyone who is, you know three or four years younger or older than me was definitely collecting basketball cards in the uh, late 80s to late 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the, the period of time where you could go and buy cards without having to go to a, a, a hobby store or to buy online, um, we could just go down to any corner 
uh, store, well, I would call them a deli or a newsagent, and um, and just buy packets of tops or Skybox or whatever. So we were just we were all into it. It was it's crazy. So I, it's it's crazy now thinking back on it, thinking now like why did we just have NBA basketball cards in Australia? It just doesn't make sense. Was Michael Jordan a driving force there? Because I mean, clearly here in the states he was. Oh yeah. Yeah, so, like, tell oh, me about yeah. that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, well, I mean, you know, MJ would be, you know, as far as, like, we were concerned over here, if you're talking about what are we looking for when you buy, you know, you buy a pack of cards in the 90s and you're just hoping to pull a Jordan because, I mean, he was he was the guy. And then, you know, to a lesser extent, you know, Charles Barkley, all of that sort of USA, um, uh, like the Dream Team mm-hmm. and, and sort of the USA, the All-Stars and stuff like that. So that whole that whole circle of players was really big. And you ask anyone here, um, you know, from the age of sort of 30 to 40, I mean, you ask them about basketball players and they're going to say Jordan, Barkley, Carl Malone, you know, Clyde Drexler, stuff like that. And it's it would be totally weird because you would have all these Australian guys who just know the major basketball players from like, you know, 1990 to 1995 or something like that. Wow. Um, you know, you could hire the video. I forget what they were even called now, but you remember the um, like VHS tapes and they were sort of music videos mm-hmm. going along to like basketball highlights. Yeah, absolutely. Those sort of things were huge as well, you know, and, um, yeah, you know, you could buy the jerseys. You could buy the you could buy the jerseys. You could get the sneakers, and so everyone, all the kids my age, were sort of walking around wearing their, you know, Scottie Pippen jerseys or the Michael Jordan jerseys, and were collecting the cards and had the sneakers and everything. Yeah, just unusual. Crazy. Now, what about what about Australian sports like Australian rules football and rugby? And are are those big like collector items over there? Because I know the car, those cards are available, but. It just—I mean, I don't—I don't know much about them. So, are they are they big, a big hit? Yeah, well, back in the '90s, you could get um, the Australian basketball cards, and they were quite popular. Um, they don't really exist much anymore now. Uh, Australian rules football definitely cards are available. Have been available since the '70s through till today. You can go to a gas station and buy a pack of um, uh, Australian rules football. I should have, knowing that, I probably should have bought a couple of packs and mailed them over to you so you could see what they're like. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I mean they have their own they have their own thing in Australia. I guess the um, we call it soccer. You would call it soccer as well, right? So right. soccer has like a big following as well. Uh, so most places, most gas stations now, you can buy packs of um, Australian Rules football cards, um, maybe rugby um, uh, rugby cards. And also soccer cards. That's uh, that's about the extent of cards now. We we can get all the latest stuff from Tops and Panini and that, but we'd have to travel to a specialist store to get those things. I see. Okay. All right. So let's let's get into your career a little bit because you uh, you you worked on some wonderful projects with you know all the top all the top companies and, and manufacturers in here in the United States. So uh, how first mm. how did you how did you get into art? Like what drew you to that? Um, I was part of a Star Wars collectors club, uh, a group on Facebook that collects Star Wars toys, vintage toys. I was a bit of a, I was a bit of a collectibles flipper. I would buy things, buy and sell and flip and stuff like that. Um, I've always drawn. It's, art was something that I've always had uh, in my life. And um, I was on holiday uh, one year. Uh, must have been 
must have been 2006 or uh, sorry uh, 2016 or 17 I was on holiday and I just started sketching some Star Wars characters and putting them up on this Facebook group and uh, I was contacted by another member who uh, is an artist was an artist is an artist for Tops and um, uh, her name's Marsha and uh, she she approached me and said hey you know like I know that you're doing these sketches I know you're doing these sketches and just putting them up on Facebook and stuff but how would you like to do it officially and um you know, she got me to do the the uh, what's required to submit to tops. You know, make my portfolio and have a certain amount of examples in the right configuration and send them off. And then I got my first um, Star Wars gig um, for tops. And then from that point, I did Garbage Pal Kids, which I love doing, uh, and uh, The Walking Dead. And then ever since then, I just even once you get a portfolio, you can approach the other companies. And so I think I have done trading cards for every major publisher besides Rittenhouse. Oh wow! Uh, Rittenhouse are a little, Rittenhouse are a little bit different to the way in the way that they uh, do things with art. Um, so I haven't haven't gotten involved with those guys. But um, but yeah, Tops, Dynamite, uh, Cryptozoic, Upper Deck, uh, and then a bunch of small publishers as well. Yeah, I um, see RR Parks on here. They, that's a that's a they make really interesting cards too. Um, let, let me ask. Yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> let me ask you about this because the list of things that you've worked on is just amazing. So I just want to get your thoughts on on some of the, you've mentioned Star Wars. Let's start with The Walking Dead because that show is absolutely huge here in the states. I'm gonna guess it's just mm. as big in Australia. How did it feel working on on that? And like, what were some of your favorite pieces you done for that? Wow. So we, I had never seen The Walking Dead before. I did the actual set. I had to download, I had to download episodes of The Walking Dead and um, and sort of uh, basically learn it as I went. Um, the the stuff that I like being able to do is is the walkers, is the zombies and stuff. You can get creative with them. You've got a bit more artistic license, a bit more freedom to work with those characters. Uh, when you do those sort of jobs for tops that are based around TV or movie properties, they often come with pages and pages of contracts. Um, that are not from tops, but from the people who own the license to say, you know, these are the people that you can draw. These are the people that you cannot sketch. Um, these are the, you can't sketch this person in this particular pose. You can't sketch someone with a gun pointing towards the card holder. Uh, just lots and lots and lots of things. And you'll find as well, like as you learn those little, the things, what the artists are and aren't allowed to do, you start to notice that in the sketch. You go, why do I never see? Why do I never see a sketch card of Rick from The Walking Dead pointing his gun? It's because you're not allowed to. It would be instantly oh, rejected. Okay. So there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff like that. So I like doing the actors. I think you know, trying to get my skills as an artist better is trying to get you know um, facial recognition better, like the likeness, so that when you look at a card, it's instantly identifiable as the actor. So that's. That's what I aim for, um, but still restricted in that. But with The Walking Dead, I like I really like doing the walkers and um, and anything. If we could do Rick. Rick was a um, a tricky one. We were only allowed to do one of him per I think twenty five. So if we took a uh, if I took a contract to do thirty sketch cards for Tops for The Walking Dead, I'd only be allowed to do one sketch of Rick. Wow! Um, because the rejection the rejection rate on him on his likeness, and I don't know whether that comes from the actor's agent or if it comes from AMC, uh, but the rejection rate was really high, and so Top said, "Look, 
you got to keep the sketches of this guy to a minimum because there's a chance that they all end up getting shredded. Oh wow. Okay, so let's talk about yeah, garbage. Let's talk about garbage pill kids because you said you loved that. What mm-hmm. what drew you to garbage pill kids? We had garbage pile kids um, here in Australia in the eighties. Okay. Um, except it wasn't it wasn't called garbage pile kids. It was called the garbage gang, um, <laughs> and it was all of the images from the tops license. Uh, they were given over to a company over here called Regina, as uh, a New Zealand based company, and they used the artwork from the top stickers and shrunk them down to um, sticker cards that were probably quarters of the size of a regular trading card. Um, and you get them in a cello pack with a bit of bubble gum and four or five stickers. So we had garbage pile kids, but it was called the garbage gang. Um, and it was my favorite thing. It was my favorite thing as a kid. So the opportunity for me to be able to do garbage pile kids and draw Adam Bomb and Nasty Nick and all those characters was just the best. Um, and I've done nearly 10 um, sets for garbage pile kids and That's awesome. I never get sick of it. It's the best. I love it. That's great, man. Now, uh, another, another, uh, name on this list that i i found i find fascinating just because of how huge they are here in the states maybe not today but you worked on the kiss project and like so how Mm. big how big is kiss in australia and like did you have a lot of fun doing that oh huge kiss is i mean kiss is worldwide aren't they you know i don't think there's a country in the world that doesn't know kiss and you know doesn't have a huge impact i mean they're coming here in november i think and i you know like stadiums with i mean here in where i am in west australia you know we have a stadium called optus stadium and it seats sixty thousand people and you know i'm pretty sure it sells out like instantly just like it would anywhere else in the world sure. so kiss is huge here um it's good for the people around me you know my my wife's father and 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 other people who are a bit older than me in my immediate circle i mean they straight away they go whoa you're working on kiss that's that's crazy especially since the um the band members had some sort of say in what what would or wouldn't fly in that set so that's pretty cool as well knowing that you know everything i did in that set was in some form or another you know had the approval of the band which is um which is pretty cool awesome and then i'm gonna touch i want to touch on one more because we opened it here mm-hmm. in the office and i believe it came from fright rags it was house of a thousand corpses that's a really yeah. like that's a, that's a really weird weird set to get into. That's a crazy movie, and it's it's not for kids. Mm-hmm. Don't kids if you're listening, don't go check that out. But like those characters are <laughs> iconic, and like like how did you feel drawing that? Because some of that stuff is really creepy. Yeah, yeah. Well, the good thing with Fright Rags, Fright Rags have got to be, you know, one of my favorite companies to work with. I'm doing something with them at the moment that we're not really allowed to talk about. So, you know, they. They are just good people. It's a small team there. They, um, they're super. Pa- Everyone in that team is like super passionate about horror movies, and so mm-hmm. to them, it's not just a job. Um, I've done a bunch for Fright Rags. I've done Chucky and uh, Dawn of the Dead, and and a bunch of others. And it's cool because there is very little limitations on what you can do. I mean, there was no, there was nothing in that House of a Thousand Corpses contract that said you can't draw this. It was just open, just like yeah, anything from the movie, go for it. Anything, any actor, any character, anything, just go for it. You know, so I, I was able to draw Chris Hardwick with his the top of his head cut off, and you know, and 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 all sorts of gory, gross stuff, you know, hanging up. And I I could spend you know a couple of hours doing that card, knowing that it wasn't going to, 
you know, get tossed out back in the fright rags offices because it was too, you know, over the top. Right. Um, so, yeah, everything they release is really, really cool. They've got, they, they do only, a, I'm guessing they only do a couple of releases a year. Um, but, you know, they do it right. They do the wax packs. They're still getting the wax wrappers on their mm-hmm. cards. And, you know, they do it on the sort of vintage style uh, card stock. Um, I never got to see the base cards for that, but I, from what I saw, I think I might have seen that video of you guys busting a box of it. And, um, you know, I'm guessing, was it on the old, like, the chip back sort of, you know, the yeah. sort of the chip back cardboard? You know, it had that kind of feel to it. Right. Absolutely. And that, that was the, that's the one product we've ever opened here in the office that, like, we absolutely had to look at the card first before we showed it to the camera to make sure that. Uh, yeah. Because it, it was just, I loved it. I thought it was great. It was very different and very, uh, very wild. And I had like I had to make sure that whatever I was showing to the camera wasn't just like off the rails because it was tough. And uh, funny story about that: we pulled a sketch card from that, and it was uh, uh, the, the the lead character, Captain. Uh, oh, I forget his name. Anyway, anyway, uh, Spalding. Yeah, Captain Spalding. There we go. And we pulled we pulled a sketch of Captain Spalding, and we gave it away at the national that year. And sadly some probably 10 or 12 year old kid won it and i was like oh no this is horrible and it was up on ebay <laughs> it was up on ebay like within hours because i like clearly they didn't want it and that's fine but that's not for everybody mm. but it was uh it was definitely uh, a fun a fun product to open now uh, i want to give a quick shout out here to uh at all sweaty on on uh on twitter he he sent me a yeah. message when you when you post when you posted uh, your original hey your offering here that we're going to talk about in just a moment he he sent me a message he said hey is this guy legit and I said yes he's legit man we uh, he's in he's in a lot of products that we opened and um, to his he was doing his diligence oh, wow. he, he didn't want to get burnt but just to like we named a few but just to name a, a few more Sharknado Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Red Sonia Rick and Morty DC Marvel a- Aliens Chucky Dawn of the Dead uh, Evil Dead, Stranger Things. He's worked on all this, the wacky packages. He's worked on all this. Uh, so is he legit? He absolutely is 100% legit. So uh, it's all sweaty. I hope that you feel uh, better about your purchase because I know that you bought five packs. Tell us about these packs you, you made. Did, yeah. These these are really crazy. What, what went into this? How did this get created? Right. So I'm um – I'm doing the artwork for some entry passes for a convention that's happening in Nashville in September called uh, ICCCon. And so the organizer of the event is a friend of mine and he needed some artwork for the passes. And so I created all this artwork, you know, Ghostbusters and Harry Potter and Mario Kart and Star Wars and these sort of things. And, you know, he's a good guy. And, he, you know, once I do the artwork, you know, can I still use it? Can I use it for whatever I want? He said, sure, yeah, go for it. You know, it's your art. You can do whatever you want with it. And I said... You know, like, I wanted to do my own... A lot of people make their own sketch cards or make their own personal sketch cards or whatever, and and that's great, you know. But I guess for me, time restraints and stuff, it's hard for me to be able to create cards and distribute them one of one. one. Um, It's slow, and it's um, hard to do. So uh, luckily, I've got some people over here in that who are involved in the printing process, and so I was able to get this artwork, get the approval to have it replicated, and... I just made a whole bunch of them, and I was like, "Cool, I can sign the backs of these cards, and I can hand them out at conventions and things." And then I, and then I thought, "Well, why don't I find some foil packs, and I'll put them into packs, and so when people buy a set of these seven cards, they can rip them open like a pack. That's pretty cool. I mean, I, 
I tested a couple of my own packs. I put the pack together. It's my artwork in there. Opening up those packs, even myself, was so much fun. And then me just being the way I am, I just I thought, well, we should probably put bubble gum in there, right? Right. You know? So <laughs> I go and so then I go and find someone. You know, I find somewhere that makes bubble gum sticks that will fit into the packs. And then I go, well, we should probably do temporary tattoos because that was a cool thing used to get in packs. So yeah. then I had to go searching overseas to the paper that I can use that I can actually create my own temporary tattoos. And so the long, the, the short story of all of that is now I have these, these, this artwork that I created for this convention is now a set of seven trading cards in a foil pack. And each that pack also has, uh, I'm a musician, so I have custom guitar picks that I use on stage and stuff. So every pack has seven cards, a guitar pick, a temporary tattoo, a sticker, a stick of bubble gum, um, yeah, and oh, and a scratcher card. I'm, I got cards made, and I found the stickers for scratchers, and I uh, made 50 of these big packs that have all the stuff in them, and two of those packs have redemptions in them to win either an artist proof, um, so something official from one of those sets that you just listed off, or uh, a personal sketch card, so a sketch card on my own personal stock with whatever you want. Um, so... It was just me wanting to, me wanting to bring back a bit of that fun of, you know, pulling a pack and kind of getting all the extra good stuff in it, um, getting the, you know, getting. I mean, I, I know we're adults and stuff, but I mean, if you got a stick of bubble gum in a pack of cards, I mean, you'd you'd probably chew it. The yeah. stuff I'm putting in these packs of cards makes your tongue turn blue as well. So that was a bit of something. Fun. Great, that's so awesome, man. I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't know you. I know that we've never met, but I'm very proud of you for being able to like do this and, and accomplish this. This sounds like something that's kind of been on your list probably for a while, and you yeah. and you being able to accomplish that, that's a, that's a great feat. Congratulations to that, sir. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not like a lot of things. It's and and I I own businesses and I've started businesses from scratch and stuff. I like a lot of things. It's just time, you know, time researching. Like, how am I going to create a scratch card? How would I make it a scratcher from scratch? So I have to design the artwork. I have to scale the artwork. It needs to go to a printer. Then I need to make sure that printer can make me forty eight of the sorry, thanks for scratching cards, and then only two of the winner cards. And then I need to source the stickers to make the, the scratchy part. Um, you know, then that's one thing. And then I need to find the bubble gum, and the bubble gum needs to be not much bigger than a trading card itself, but also small enough to fit into the foil packs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all that. But, I mean, it's fun, but it's also a heap of time. Um, so, uh, you know, I tried to keep the, the cost of the packs you know, the packs are 22 bucks, but, I mean, there are seven hand-signed cards in there. And um, so I, I guess, you know, I, I feel like, you know, this, I'm not trying to make it a, 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 so much of a crazy profit or anything on it. I'm trying to I'm trying to offer something that sort of where the value is there. Like if you were to take all of the individual pieces of this pack and you were to resell them, I think you would probably make your money back, you know. And for me, having the scratcher and the 1 in 25 chance of winning, I mean, um, I'm a big fan of Gary V, right? And I know you spoke to him a couple of weeks ago at the, mm-hmm. at the sports thing. I mean, do I? I don't even care if someone wants to flip these packs. Like, cool. Like, if someone, I'm happy to put a value to my name. So if somebody gets the, you know, if All Sweaty gets those packs and he wants to flip one of them, and somebody's willing to pay more than the cover on that pack, 
And that's great. That's great for me, and hopefully it's worth it for everyone. Sweet. So let's talk about the price again. You said they were $22. Does that include shipping? It does, yes. Oh, awesome. So Yeah, shipped any, 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 anywhere in the world, yeah. That's amazing. Congratulations for that, too, because I mean, figuring out shipping is, is never easy, and figuring out shipping to a foreign country uh, is, I'm sure, even that more <laughs> impossible. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little bit tricky because the way it worked here is I can put, if it's under, and this probably doesn't mean much to Americans, but if the weight is under 50 grams, um, then I can stick it in a standard envelope and ship it anywhere in the world for three bucks. Okay. Um, so that makes it good for me. So and oh, included in that price as well is a vintage wax pack. So I have I have stockpiles of old dead stock from Tops um, at my office. Um, so that twenty two bucks is not just a pack with all that stuff in it, but it's also a sealed pack of either you know Who Framed Roger Rabbit or uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or something from the nineties. So with all of that all said and done, I think the weight comes in at just over 50 grams. So it worked out just perfectly that I could I could do all of that and I could send it off. And this, um, you know, for three bucks, which is great because, yeah, you're right, international shipping is just an absolute killer. If I want to buy a box of cards, um, this is how crazy it is, right? So if I wanted to go to any of the major suppliers like David Adams or Blowout or wherever and buy a box of cards, the cost of me shipping one box or one hobby box of cards here is something like thirty-five or forty dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then if I want it, and it does go down as it goes as, as it goes up. But the the thing is, is that like for me to bring say six boxes, if I go and blow out and I buy like five or six hobby boxes, the shipping on that is a hundred bucks. Mm. But which is high. It's crazy high, but. At the same time, for me to buy those hobby boxes here, I mean, the people who have the hobby stores in Australia, they've, they've had to do the same thing. They've had to bring it in from the States. So like a box of Star Wars in the States that retails for like 55, 60 bucks, in Australia, that's 150 bucks for that box. Ooh, you, wow. Yeah so, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So like usually what I do is, you know, I'm coming to Nashville in September for this convention, so the plan is, is that I place an order and I have it meet me at the hotel, and <laughs> I kind of I try and keep my my box busting to kind of once or twice a year, depending on where I'm going to be, and then I sort of make it work for me best oh, I can. My goodness, man, that's that's absolutely crazy. And uh, first of all, kudos for figuring it out. And second, <laughs> man, I, I that's a lot. That's like I can't. I got kids, man. I can't and bills. I can't think about paying that kind of money to open a card. That that's a whole new concept of uh, of the hobby that you just opened up for for hopefully my listeners so they understand that shipping uh, is no joke, no joke at all. Shipping is shipping is no joke, and, and like and the good, we have things like eBay, which is great. It means that I have access to anything in the world. It doesn't matter if I'm buying directly off of you. There's nothing stopping me, except that except shipping. Um, and so, like, what a lot of people don't get is that, like, for me to just even buy one graded card, if I wanted to buy a graded auto, um, you know, that's I could be paying ten or fifteen dollars shipping just for one card uh, from the states to here. Wow. Okay. Uh, because if it's worth <laughs> if it's worth more than a couple of bucks, then they're going to have to send it, you know, first class, right? Right. So, and that's going to be yeah, that could be anywhere from ten to ten to fifteen bucks. That's awesome. 
Well, Brent, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, shut you down here cause I got to get back to work. I really appreciate your time today sure. though. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that it's late there too. So before we get out of here though, first you, you are my first international, like overseas interview. So that's awesome. I've had, I had folks in Canada before. That's, that's great. But you were my first international mm-hmm. overseas and crap. In fact, across the dateline, I do believe, uh, <laughs> interviews. So that's, that's, um, that's a lot of fun. Thank you very much for being, for doing that. Secondly, I want to no, give no. you a, a quick moment to like plug your social media and everything where guys can find your, uh, find these packs from you. Sure. Yeah. So on all social media, um, I'm either at B Scotchmer, so B S C O T C H M E R, um, or I am Grilled Cheese Designs. Um, if you search any of those things, you can find me Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, and all the other ones that sort of I'm uh, floating around on. And I'm happy to talk about anything with anyone regarding the hobby or, uh, or stuff like that. If you want suggestions on sort of if you're a budding artist and you want to. You know, you want to know a little bit more about where you can head to to start the process of getting into it, then that's awesome. If you want to put suggestions forward for me to do uh, new cards, like new characters and stuff, I'm I'm always happy to... I'm not very good at coming up with ideas on my own. I like to be told sort of what I should be doing. So, yeah, you can find me... uh, You can find me everywhere on there. And, um, yeah, I would... 99% of the time, I'll get back to you straight away. That's awesome. Now, I, I was going to let you go, but you said something there that I I picked up, and I hope that the rest of the listeners heard it. You said grilled cheese design. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. So is grilled cheese, is that like a huge thing in Australia? Because we love them here in the States, so I got to know. Is grilled cheese a big deal there? No, it's a big deal where you are, and okay. that's where most of my audience is. So in the, the thing is, it is. Like, why wouldn't it be? It's a grilled cheese sandwich is something that's loved the world over, except sure. in Australia. And I'll you, you, I'll give you this little one here: is that in Australia we wouldn't call it a grilled cheese sandwich; we would just call it a toasted cheese sandwich, or or even a toasty. We would call it a toasty. When I went <laughs> when I was in primary school, if I wanted to go to the, um, we would call it the canteen, uh, and get food, I could get a cheese toasty, which is grilled cheese. Wow. Okay. Um, so. I call it grilled cheese designs because that's what 99% of the people who know me are going to know what it is. It doesn't mean anything. It's just something so that I don't, my page doesn't just say Brent Scotchman art page or something like that. <laughs> I just wanted something kind of silly. Um, so, so that's what it is. You've done a good job, Brent. I'm, it's It's been great talking to you. Congratulations on, on your packs. Uh, everybody go check them out. Uh, Make sure you order. Uh, all sweaty ordered five of them. I think these are limited, so uh, you better get in there quick before they're all yeah. gone. <laughs> there's, there's only fifty. There's only fifty packs, and I think half of them are sold as we're talking right now. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. All right, and also uh, we haven't announced this yet, but you're sending me two packs. I'm gonna have one to give away. So you guys uh, be be listening for that. We're we're gonna have a a, a Brent Scotchmer giveaway, and uh, I hope that you will participate in that because he sounds like a lot of fun. All right, Brent, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it, man. Um, everybody else, thanks for joining the show and listening this week. It means a lot. And until next time, just keep listening. Cue the Drake.
Thank you.